0: Wrestling Brain is filmed in front of a live audience and can be found on twitch.tv wrestlingbrain. Come join us Wednesdays immediately following Dynamite to share your opinions or just hang out with some fun guys. And if you are listening to this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, anything you can to help promote the show. And if you do this, you could be one of the many, many, many people who are saying, Wrestling Brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay they said it
2: could not be done but we defiantly are back here doing it you are rocking with the wednesday night a show the AE double dudes it is me mr 50k josh c and over in these zoobs box it is not these zoobs tonight it is uh well my pal we we hung out in chicago the the man who introduced me to campari into a miller light the and the there you go the incomparable andrew c slack joining us on wrestling brain tonight slacks thanks so much for jumping into the zoobs box running the show i'm fired up because tonight's dynamite's a wild one and you're a guy who i think we can really get our hands around this yeah let's talk dynamite
3: man i'm excited to be here again this is my favorite way to spend a, a late wednesday night after a
2: shitty day of work let's hang oh, out oh let's work party. is so bad and watching Fuckin wrestling a. is the the thing This is why on Thursdays I go through depression. I go, I'm I'm six days away from dynamite and get to talk about it again. But we will hopefully cure some of your depression at home too as we go through dynamite up and down. Hello to the Brainiacs. We've got a hype train going already. Of course, everyone here knows I love a hype train. I know what they are. So I'll jump into the chat. I'll I'll say thank you to some people. Of course, we've got Brick Mittens subscribing with Prime for their fifth month. I guess I should say that, uh, and Slack, you probably know this. It couldn't be easier to subscribe with Prime. All you got to do if you got Amazon Prime, you already get a free Twitch subscription. All we're saying is hit subscribe with Prime, give that free subscription to us, put a little money in my pocket, put a little money in Zubz's pocket, none in Andrew's and very little in Matt's. That's how it's gonna work around here. We don't pay our guests. and uh, But still, hey. it's better than paying Jeff Bezos fully, right? Of course, if you wanna support us in other ways, you can always do it with sound alerts. We've got those at the bottom. I can hear them now, we figured it out. So if you're like, wow, Josh is really droning on, you could just scream, Kazuchika into my ear <laughs> and uh, stop that right away. So thank you, Brick Mittens for the sub thank you doug crap 15 months in a row row subscribing at tier one saying i love wrestling brain wrestling brain loves Doug crap i mean if you if you don't have a couple doug craps in your audience you're never going to make it that's that's the fact of the matter Kev sells subscribing saying rest in peace to the honky-tonk man we know he died on the can rest in peace uh he died taking a shit everybody knows that rest in peace to the honky-tonk man thank you to my brother that's baseball subscribing team. for 16 months saying daddy magic i was sad they didn't show it on dynamite tonight slack i don't know if you saw it that daddy Magic! oh my god how amazing was that promo opening up the road to show this week the best and if you follow daddy magic you'd see him retweet every single compliment for an
3: entire day which was awesome He's like, yeah, it was that
2: good. You're gonna watch it 400 times, which I, did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is a quick way to get me to unfollow you on Twitter. It's like, <laughs> I, I understand it's nice to have nice things said to you, but I personally don't need to see every single one. Uh, thank you to Ever Scream Kazuchiko caught it in my ears. Who knew I was gonna hate sound alerts so much? Okay, great. Uh, Ashton Kutcher subscribed in probably 14 months. Thank you. Prior guest Ashton Kutcher, Sam Fells, another man I sat down and shared a beverage with in Chicago. Subscribing for 16 months, that's a year and not quite a half by my math. Thank you so much, Sam. Big Mac, my pal Angus in the building. Subscribing for 15 months, 8-month streak. Uh, His subscription message, just hey. Hey to you, Angus. Hey. To the point. And Qui-Con, Gin, and Juice subscribing with Prime. Also, with the Daddy Magic referencing, Sprott and their Daners. Matty in the back. Do you do you have a good uh, daddy magic uh, Québécois impression?
0: Uh, he goes like uh, sports entertainers.
2: <laughs> I knew you would. Not bad, Matty. Better than what I. If you want to give it a kick at the can, slack. Yeah.
3: Sports entertainers
1: <laughs> yeah
2: three for three on killer impressionist and thank you quite god gin and juice for the sub and the prop <laughs> fruits are edible our brother craig subscribing presumably because i just put Matt on mic his far away favorite person on the network uh we appreciate you so much around here craig 19 months unbelievable and it was mcvander huge uh playing the kazuchika okata sound thank you uh belligerent flying the pride flag happy pride month last month we love it Woo! Thank you, everyone. Nice. Uh, more plugs. If we would love it if you're here for the first time, hit that follow button. We're on the road to 2000 Brainiacs. We would absolutely love if you were one of them. We'll get into mine and Slack's personal projects. Our Twitter's down the road. We've got that all the way. Let's do what it is we do best in Slack. I've basically never been more interested to ask this question to the Brainiacs because you, I, I mean, who's got better wrestling opinions than you, of course, and that's at Tort Penderloin on Twitter if you want to see the best wrestling t- I, I mean, I mean, the guy's Twitter's on Flego and uh but tonight's an interesting dynamite and so i want to ask you but first the brainiacs in the chat on a scale of one to seven one being the worst and seven being the best what would you rate tonight's episode of aw dynamite you didn't spend money on it it wasn't a pay-per-view but splack you know what you did spend on it time <laughs> and that's the one thing you can't get back okay I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> let's see what the scores come in as maddie hit the music
1: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. My favorite. come on <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. come on
2: and of course thank you to matt in the back for uh yeah that's one of my faves on the network i think slack it's a pretty good one eh? there's too many to pick from. I love them all. They're all mind slacks and maddie's children. Let me jump into the chat and get their scores, and then we'll jump over to you and figure out exactly if you were aligned with them as we start off with good friend Jake at four and a half. Sam Fells at five and a half. Cadenza with a four. Doug Crap with four and a half. Hits with a four and a half. Astro Beal with a five. Qui Gon Jin and Juice, five and a half. Scoots Bird with a four. Truly McGinnis with a five. Tom Hummel with a five. Paceball with a four and a half. Irish Mac 21 with a five. Big Mac with a five. Obi-Wan Kabashi with a five. Zach Richard with a four and a half. Kev Cell with a five. Less me please, four and a half. Rick Mittens four and a half. Fruit thread actually, ashley kutcher four hot tuna four Giesbrecht five come on what's that roughly an average of their slack four and a half maybe? yeah four seven five maybe a five yeah i think in there where, where does that align with uh where you are on this app i was a pretty solid five nice
3: uh, and i'm usually a six to seven guy on the basis of it's the best part of the week you know <laughs> yeah I, literally I my to... favorite tv show yeah, no, no question. That and below deck, but we can get into that a different time. Uh, yeah, no, it was a five. I thought it was a weird show. Like Josh, we had a, a little pre-game uh, conversation, and I think you know the show was cool, and, the, and and we agree the wrestling maybe had some some hiccups here and there. And uh, you know, could I do it better? No, and I'm not saying that I could. However, a few uh, a few errors we we can say.
2: I've met you in person, and I'll say it for you. I think you probably could do better uh, in some ah. instances tonight. Uh, listen, I we have to be allowed to both praise this show and critique it. And tonight is going to be a nerdier, worse episode from me. This is not the sort of show that like I relish in doing where it's like, and then they fucked up this move, and it continued right. to take me out of the match. And I feel generally like on this channel, I think true of Slack as well, we're pretty graceful with that stuff. Like, if I'm into a match, I am I hate calling out botch and, like, that whole culture of wrestling, frankly. Like, I'm pretty Agreed. easy to get into a match. But I, I did think that there were some, and this is where the line is, there were some people in big spots tonight uh, that needed these moments. And uh, we can talk about whether we thought they delivered or not. I also thought largely tonight's show, we'll get into it more as we talk about the segments, was sort of in service, both good and bad of the forthcoming ring of honor pay-per-view death before dishonored that getting a lot of ad time and promo time and even segments on this show it worked for me i am interested in seeing that show but uh i'm interested to see w- w- sort of how we come along in this show was dynamite in service of that or was that in service of dynamite i think that'll be fun mm-hmm. to explore uh as yeah. we get through it tonight so uh i think i'm maybe a little lower i think i'm probably in the four territory um again I hate to explain this every week, but you were so correct. It's like compared to other TV shows, it's still a seven. Like I was still, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. I'm still here next week. Uh, but only comparing it to other episodes of Dynamite at the high end ones are seven. Compared to those, I would say I enjoyed this roughly a four. But uh, maybe by shows end, I will like it more. Tom Hummel saying, get this man to a livestock auction booth. It, it, it's nice when people say nice things uh and i am not the best with receiving compliments i prefer to compliment myself more so it's like i know what i'm gonna matter uh but boy what people say i would make a good auctioneer that one i take that is uh that means a lot to me thank you very much tom hummel and everybody we love you too doug crap let's jump into the show slack the 31 and 2 wardlow opens Mm -hmm. up the show tonight and that's no small deal uh dynamite makes a big deal about its first hour and who opens the show i just want to ask you out the gate how does it feel though the Wardlow entrance, big Jack guy? Is he does he fit this role as your show opener to you? Yeah, his entrance is awesome. Uh
3: it I know they changed the music a little bit. They gave it some uh some Colin Young flavor, I believe, right? That's right. Um, but yeah, no, Wardlow's still huge. I think anybody would be right to say that maybe they could have launched him a little hotter out of the MJF feud and i think mgf took the shine off of that right away with what he did but um you still you still get excited every time the guy comes on screen he looks like a million dollars maybe until his ponytail comes out but up until then <laughs> he, he looks great
2: and we love him is he the like biggest aw success story in terms of zero prior experience because you could say MJF, you could even like sort of make a quasi case for Hangman, I suppose. But I'm talking about somebody who you've never seen before this company. He is over like Rover uh, entering on this show. I think, you know, if you contrast him with uh, an Adam Cole who gets this spot a lot, I think Wardlow was more over. Uh, I think Wardlow absolutely filled this role and that's kind of impressive given that he's only been a wrestler for two years. It's just it's good to see the, uh, that aw is capable of doing that we we critique new york a lot for it's like oh they can't build the star wars shit and the truth yeah. is it just does take a while but i was reminded during this big opening wardlow entrance, just like they did this like not yeah. bad i think we talked about his first uh,
3: promo that he ever did when he's beating up guys in the parking lot and we were just like who the hell is this guy <laughs> yeah uh,
2: literally they're like wardlow is coming i'm like i what i don't know what that is what are you talking about uh, uh, I am not joking, and this take has aged so poorly. I said on air with Zoobs. I was like, no, no, no. Wardlow's going to debut as like a joke character on New York. He's going to be like a big muscular guy who can't wrestle and lose every match. That's literally what I thought when I saw those first two weeks of just Stinger promos. So uh, don't yep. trust anything I say. Uh, <laughs> but he's out here to take on Scorpio Sky for the the AT&T title. The <laughs> TNT title. Yeah, Genie, that's right. Long discussions about uh, why exactly that has relevance. But nonetheless, it's a street fight, which means that all of these members of American Top Team are going to play. Uh, The only one I was familiar with was All Ego Ethan Page out there. It seemed, of weeks, we've gotten Tyron Woodley, Matt Hughes, Jorge Masvidal. uh, Four schmucks out there, as far as I could tell, but they (laughs) were in ATT t-shirts. I got the sense these guys were probably indie wrestlers because they actually had to bump from Wardlow at parts of this match. That sort of explained it for me. What did you think of this match, Slack? It was obviously from conceit. Wardlow beats up a bunch of people. Did it it deliver in that way for you? It's it's funny because I was expecting Wardlow to lose. I
3: don't don't know why I figured there would be the street fight allows for shenanigans. I thought potentially the fired MJF might come back and come back into that scene somehow, which, you know, me grasping at straws. I just didn't see a, a straight line to a Wardlow title run and they gave it to him. But what I will say is, while they didn't use the street fight rules, it didn't turn into a plunder match, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was really happy that he beat the shit out of him at the end. And just like, that's, that was cool. Cause if you're going to give Wardlow the title, don't make him like struggle for it. Like that's not his character at all. Like he's an ass
2: kicker and he kicked Scorpio sky's ass. You're so on the money that babyfaces come in all shapes, sizes, and creeds. The idea that they need to be this fight from under, always behind, it just isn't reality. And Wardlow is an example of people the crowd love. In order to underdog him at all, it needs to be a numbers advantage thing every single time. Part of that's why my hesitancy for a TNT title, like effectively your TNT, or rather your TV title, the one that's going to be on television, it's a yeah. little. It's a bit of an awkward fit. I'm curious to see where it goes and how they handle it. I think I've talked about on the show why I wouldn't have put it on Wardlow in this situation. But you see, tonight, and the crowd loves it so much. Uh, maybe I was off the money on that. We'll see how it goes. I liked Scorpio Sky, the way he opened this match, that... So he's with Dan Lambert. He's with ATT, uh, the uh, the MMA promotion. And he comes out in an actual Muay Thai stance and like starts clinching Wardlow, yeah. throws low kicks, is throwing hooks to the body. It's like, oh, spending time with this MMA camp has infused his style with more MMA. And I thought that was uh, a nice touch. Unfortunately, that's about all the nice I'm about to say about this match because I like this a lot less than basically everybody I've talked to. Uh, well, the
3: senton was cool. We got to give props to
2: Wardlow senton. Not bad senton was really cool the final power bomb he laid in but okay so part of me i suppose is <laughs> endeared by wardlow wardlow was old old school it turns out who knew wardlow was this old school that gorilla press to the outside was kevin nash versus local talent care tonight oh yeah looking the other way one hand the guy is like leaving diagonally to the floor for the catch the, the spine buster was the late. He doesn't even like get down for it. He like twists and just like sort of urinogies the guy down with one arm. He is like a proto 80s lazy muscle guy. I, this was this innovated me before tonight, uh, where I thought he was whatever recklessness that he has been with security guards. I was like, oh, that's just how you treat the jobbers, but that is also what you treated Scorpio Sky tonight, uh, <laughs> with some big offense just being like, oh hey, uh, yeah, chucking it. Uh, I didn't think very highly of Wardlow's wrestling in this match at all. Now, the match was booked in a way that I really enjoyed where everyone's just running into him to shoulder block down and he gets the big spots. He's running uh, people into stairs. He looks awesome. I'm cheering for him. But as I'm watching him, I'm like, this is, I I would encourage people to go rewatch this match tomorrow because it's fun to see like the big guy, but I would encourage you to watch it with like something of a Goldberg lens on. I'm not saying he's like prime Goldberg dangerous. I don't think he's going to hurt people, but there were spots in this match where I was like, Oh yeah. oh yeah, Wardlow. Wardlow was talking to Undertaker backstage, and Undertaker was like, "Big man, you don't got to do that much." <laughs> like that. That's that's what happened here, Slack. My goodness. Uh, Tom Hummel's saying <laughs> he's paint by numbers, but I wouldn't say boring. Who could possibly consider Wardlow boring? I'm certainly not accusing him of being boring. I was excited. Um, b- but if I'm like a work rate opponent coming up of his, I'm looking at that being like, no, oh, yeah.
3: I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna be give him. I, I don't think there's a lot of opponents that realistically you think that guy can beat Wardlow one on one in in kayfabe, right? I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do, honestly, because Miro had like they played out the next story, right? Like that was kind of like a thing, like oh, Fuego almost beat him, and then then Sammy got the blueprints or whatever. Yep. I, I don't know what you do to Wardlow other than you know if he's dumb enough to defend it in another street fight or something. I, I have no idea.
2: Yeah, it's very unclear to me where he goes. I I don't think people like this idea, but I would not mind if he does three weeks of just local talent squash matches yeah. on TV, remind people he can do the power bomb until I don't know if the MJF re what I'm trying to say is if MJF comes back, I don't even know that I want him in the Wardlow picture, but Wardlow sort of sound amused. Like, how do you solve a problem like Maria right now? It's not clear to me exactly what you do with Wardlow. And then the shame is they've burnt through the Haas battles on the, like, MJF hired guns thing because that would be the obvious go to here. It's like, oh, he doesn't need to do work, right? Go do eight minutes with the other hosses on the card for a couple of weeks and we'll figure this out. But I'm curious what maybe somebody like a Dante Martin could do with him or, or somebody who is... A little raw, but work rate inclined still. But, yeah, very curious to see where Wardlow goes from here. I'm curious if the chat has any good first meaningful feud ideas. Because I was thinking about this. I was hoping to take a note. I sort of came up empty-handed with anything besides MJF is a obvious place to go for Wardlow. Anything come to your mind, Slack?
3: I, I don't know. Like, I thought, like, when you brought up Dante Martin, I thought, like, maybe he doesn't have to squash local talent, but he can squash kind of, like, the young mid card mm-hmm. guys who are more flippy, more aerial inclined. Like Lee they can Moriarty. get in one or two cool moves. Yeah. And then he can just beat the shit out of them and, and they're not going to lose anything in, in their like growth from getting the shit kicked out of my wardlow. Like that's expected, right?
2: Definitely. So that
3: that could be a move for a few weeks, like you said. And then something bigger can kind of materialize. But I just don't know what
2: the main story would be, I guess. You know it- they and it's their job to figure it out it, right it's almost just this is almost the curse of being an aw if you're wardlow where the expectations for the in-ring product are higher than any television product in history so you do four weeks of what you or ryan describing and it's kind of easy to imagine that audience growing rabid for more and not turn, i don't want to see this audience is ready to turn on him who like that would be so over worrying after tonight it would be crazy I just don't think that what he's doing right now has unlimited mileage in the way that maybe title defenses require.
3: Truly, McGinnis brings up Andrade, and I think that is oh. the best option by far. What if a you, great call that is! Yeah, if you get uh, him and Roosh involved with Wardlow in some way, shape, or form, and you give us like a real twenty-minute TNT Championship match between
2: those two, oh man, I yeah, I want to see it. This is where. That style of wrestling I don't particularly enjoy, but people like Will Ospreay or Andrade are very capable of doing. Stand there and I'll wrestle you. AJ Styles maybe the in his prime the all time best example of this. It's like stand there. You just stand there and bump when I hit you, and then go stand over there and bump when I hit and we're gonna have a match. Like I will have, I will have us a match here.
1: And that's, <laughs> yes.
2: that is uh, Andrade is in that tier uh i love that Did you say that was truly mcginnis i think that's a hell of a yes. call yeah yes really very wise call. man absolutely you have to agree with that doug crap suggesting wardlover's luchasaurus down the road i think but i don't you can't pin luchasaurus right now he's yeah. luchasaurus we'll get to him here but to me luchasaurus could be in the title he could be gets boxed tomorrow the direction we're headed um <laughs> we'll see but i don't hate that idea i saw who was it uh Hardboiled Yeg yegg saying sammy guevara I can't get siced for it, but I understand why that the style thing would would work there, but I, I'm not into it.
3: I think he was joking, if I'm guessing. I could oh, be wrong. <laughs> Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, let's give Sammy another shot. He deserves it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working hard at it. Uh, good friend Jake, if he was healthy, I'd love to have Adam Cole come out and get his ass kicked by Wardlow. Yeah, I actually love that too. Cole here would be good because I don't like him. He's a small guy who Wardlow could beat up. So, yeah, I like that. My big question for you here. Torque Tenderloin, the great Andrew yeah. Slack. Mm-hmm. What will Wardlow's signature TNT title look like? Are we doing flames all over it? Monster trucks? What's the vibe?
3: I feel like he was born too late to have like a barbed wire tattoo on his arm. <laughs> like if he was born <laughs> yeah. 10 years earlier, he would
2: definitely have <laughs> that tattoo. He should almost go get it right now. It would fit. He himself. should. Totally. Wow. Oh, uh yeah so maybe like the leather has barbed wire on it the like the the two bands there wardlow needs a cool belt
3: i don't know what wardlow's into like i i just i don't get to, like working out and wrestling that's the only thing <laughs> that's all i know about wardlow so In it's Cleveland. sunday so maybe it'll be brown i don't know i have no idea dude. <laughs> it's I, I like this idea it's sunday afternoon what is wardlow doing working out or eating protein I I,
2: like I genuinely (laughs) don't know what else he does yeah I mean I I don't think he plays PlayStation I don't think he's doing that no way I don't do you think he's watching football maybe
3: he absolutely has to watch football
0: yeah but he's like working out while doing it it's like he's an Ohio guy
3: all they have is football they have nothing else
0: if I could chime in, I think Wardlow's custom not. if Wardlow's custom belt nothing changes about the nameplate or anything, but the belt itself is just arms. Just like big <laughs> arms <laughs> wrapping around his body.
2: The blade is being held by enormous
0: arms. <laughs> arms, yes.
3: That, that would look like a Goatsy then, you realize.
0: <laughs>
3: Depends on how where he the hands knew are. The, uh... the goatsey belt. That would be incredible. Yeah. Be
1: greatest greatest of all time. Bet.
2: <laughs> yeah, well yeah, another home run idea from Matt there. The goat seat belt. I mean, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get some viewers in on this. Greatest of all uh,
0: time. Super excellent.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> was quick. I, I appreciate that. So oh, yeah. I didn't think very highly of this match. I liked the MMA infusion into Scorpio Sky's character. And I think Slack and I agree. Like very in a good way, curious to see what they do with Wardlow from here. Because I think they got to finesse it a little bit. Up next we get uh, something that I suspect neither of us had any problems with John Moxley in the microphone Amazing uh, Mox tells me tells us <laughs> It felt like he told me but it was to all of you as well <laughs> uh, A lot of people have lost a lot of money betting against me Every week where, where is Mox's book of killer lines because one day I'm gonna like my notebooks that I have are just chock-full of john moxley lines i'm going to take the ones i have pulled out put them into a separate book and then use them this guy just pulls them out day in and day out it's unbelievable uh he's here to uh promote his match with brody king tonight which is going to main event tonight's dynamite but along the way he does something that wrestlers do not do enough he gets a mileage out of a win the first thing he brings up before brody king is remember when i beat tanahashi in front of twenty thousand people like i'm ready for any challenge remember that like we move so fast in the week to week cycle. I thought this was a great call and just what can you even say slack? Another another home run by big fucking Moxey. Eh?
3: He's the best. We are we are privileged. Uh my line from him was uh blood and guts is like golfing on a Sunday for me. <laughs> That's the best. I mean and it is and it, sh- and it is. It shows. Like I I I remember one of my big takeaways from Blood and Guts was him getting raked across the thumbtacks like on his face oh and i'm sure he was like yeah that's what i want you to do to me it's going to be awesome like it's i'm excited for you to put my face into
2: thumbtacks he's, he's 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 great he's just the man he's the all-time shit-eating wild man and i i think when it's all said and done he might end up being the best wrestler of his generation i think that's on he's the doing table for everywhere John i can't believe
3: how an alternate timeline is him being shitty dean ambrose for eternity because I imagine, if you
2: oh. it's not the same guy if you had to see him hit the wacky line right now what would that do to your soul
3: oh my god <laughs> or wear that big coat and put on the <laughs> carry the, what, whatever, the, big the gas mask or whatever remember when they <laughs> yeah. added
2: sirens to his theme song oh.
3: like what are we doing
2: He's just out there provoing about how the, the fan he needs to be vaccinated from the fan. Oh, What are we doing pandemic here? pandemic
3: Mox. He called it. He saw it coming.
2: Uh, Irish Mac saying mocks gives me Dark night Joker vibes. Oh man, way too twisted. We, we can't bring that guy up around here. This is a, a scary, scary a man who
3: up. he thinks the, that crime is funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a joke to this
2: guy. It's all of a, a joke. Yeah, you can't just go bring it up that day, Willy Dilly. I got a little I'm <laughs> thrown. Um, Ashley Kutcher saying the sirens were cool. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um Doug Crap asking, are you watching Wrestling Brain? I don't I don't know how to I don't think I am actually. Am I watching Wrestling Brain? I
3: Matt feel I like am. I'm I, I feel like I am too. I'm I'm watching.
2: We we are, but we are also doing it. Double threat. <laughs> Double dudes. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely right of the egg saying hard to name many wrestlers who have had a better post wwe career in the last four years i think it's impossible impossible who, yeah. who, who would it be no way punk sort of like if if you're counting his last year and a half is like being able in potency to make up for the the years he's missing sort of but oh actually could you bring up jericho mm. jericho's is better i actually i actually agree with ashton kutcher i take back what i say jericho's is better. It won't be... By the time they're both done, Box will have hit some of the same highs, but, like, yeah. You contrast Jericho, like, at Mania losing to Owens, then he's immediately in the dome against Omega and launching AEW and shit. Never mind. I think that's right. Cody, says Tom Hummel. I am laughing. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Slack, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but am I right in saying that you probably have never been a giant fan of Tony Neese at any point in your life? You would be correct. What do you think of this act of Smart Mark with Tony Neese? Tonight, they're backstage, I think three times, maybe two times, trying to petition people to get uh, Swerve Strickland fired. So they're going to people that Strickland has beaten or wronged and yeah. trying to petition to get them fired. But I want to know what you think of this act of Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Neese. I think it's the only th- time I've ever been interested
3: in watching Tony knees do anything. He is finally doing something where he's on TV and I'm not like change my TV to something else because he's a really good wrestler. He's obviously ripped. He's in great shape. His head is kind of weird shaped, but we don't need to get there. Uh, but this is, I love, I like smart Mark. I like the stupid shit that they they have on the show. Generally speaking, I think I'm uh, in the minority there, but yeah tony niece's angle as this like just dumb guy who's following around this idiot fake lawyer works for me i like it yeah
2: i'm not the most like i'm not oh i'm so captivated by this petition angle but right act i am surprised by myself i i won't go down this rabbit hole i promise but there's a death, uh, new york Deathmatch wrestler that i like quite a bit called casanova valentine and tony niece trained him but and they did an angle last year where tony niece is like i don't want you telling people that i trained you because Deathmatch wrestling is stupid and they had this angle where, like, Casanova is much more charismatic and Tony Nice is 400, sort of, I think, like a super diet Eddie Kingston and Claudio dynamic, where it's like one of us is the charisma guy who's worst athlete, never got there, and the other one's a super athlete. So I started like bubbling with some Tony Nice interest. And tonight I sort of had a moment with him. I was like, this is kind of a good act here. I'm interested in him pissing off other people on lower card, taking a beating, and moving on, which is not an easy role to be good at. So respect to Tony Nice here. Yeah, good for
3: him for finding a niche and getting some TV time out of it. It's not easy to
2: do at all, especially on this roster. Perfectly sad. Uh, Dennis Dirty, were pointing out that he's also running an angle on Dark with the Ring of Honor pure title. I think, so it's Garcia and Wheeler up first, but if you wanted to do Nice against one of those guys on television for the pure title on Dynamite or Rampage, I would tune into that. I bet that would be a good match. Good friend Jake saying, Mark is good, but not on the level of Stoke i don't know i i think they're both just like really good in their roles i uh i think i like mark better this week but i'm sure there's weeks i like i think uh, stoke's funnier for sure uh but but i think smart marks good
3: it's good to have two guys that can do that act they're versatile you can stick them with random people you can make me laugh for 10 seconds it's good you know no no
2: complaints I'm a manager, man. You could give as many of these wrestling yeah. managers as you wanted, and I would never tire of it. Get them, as long as the managers are good and not just stars of yesteryear. But thats it's a skill, right? Like, go learn to be a wrestling manager. Slack, you'd yeah. be great at it. Actually, you'd be a horrible wrestling manager. Never mind. You'd be good at the personality size, but then you're just so jacked and huge. Oh, like, right, right. You're dwarving. This poor guy, he's <laughs> trying to get over. And they're like, what? what? The bodyguard could kick his ass. Why is this guy managing? Like, they, they know when you turn on him just immediately kick his ass disaster. Uh not a disaster here. Christian Cage is out. Christian speaks and he's with Luchasaurus. Talk to me about the Christian Renaissance for you Slack. Has it been hitting you as hard as it's been hitting some other people? Where were you on Christian and where are you now? I appreciate a Christian. I, I, obviously, I think I it goes without
3: saying when I was younger, I watched him do his thing with with Edge and the Hardys and all that stuff. Like I I I lived that like a lot of people did, but like him coming back didn't do anything for me originally. And then I came around with the Omega matches. I thought those were great. And I realized that he's a guy who can do that match when you need him to. He can step up and give you a really good match. Um, and then I think everyone was waiting for the turn. We knew it was coming. I didn't realize he was going to go this nuclear. I didn't think he was going to just like like burn every bridge and go be the like, hey, real life is is going on here all the time. Uh, your dad's dead your brother's an alcoholic i mean holy hell but uh it's working for me it's good i love what he did with luchasaurus i don't know how you're gonna get a semi-meek jungle boy to come out here and compete with this because he's gonna get just mike worked out of the building every time i don't i don't know what they're gonna do but again this is why i don't make the big bucks you've got to buzz
2: his head and you've got to have him not speak He's just got to sprint out one week. Like enough is enough. And he can catch an ass whooping from Christian and uh, Jungleman or um, <laughs> yeah. Lucas Morris. He, he can catch an ass whooping 2v1. But you're absolutely right. If he tries to hop on the horn and chat it up with Christian here, he's going to look like a, a silly sucker. Um, I know we'll never know this for sure, but I suspect if MJF was on TV right now, Christian wouldn't be going as far. Like, it almost Someone feels like said he's that.
3: just take. It. Oh, really? Yeah. Good friend Jake says, with MJF out of the picture, Christian has taken the nuclear hero. I think that's that's a great call.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, then. I Not that MJF's act is say, being the one who crosses the line, or that only one person can do that. But you don't want to make a show... You, you can only let the deftest performers occupy this space, because or else it's... You know, you have somebody clunky... I don't know if people remember the Paige-Charlotte feud, where she brought up, like, Charlotte's... Uh, the the late Reed Flair, and it's like, uh, you're not good enough at this, and this just feels horrible. Whereas people at Christian and MJF's level, uh, we'll just get to it here, Christian is interrupted, although I must bring up a line uh, before he's interrupted, saying that Blood and Guts was last week, but I'm the cage everybody's talking about. True and true, by the way. He's interrupted, I didn't see this coming, by Matt Hardy. His old TLC 2000 mate is out here. The man who's had enough i think it's sort of a good job of explaining why i thought matt hardy would come out here of all people he's like i care yeah. about young people and i've seen what you've done to countless people i've been aside uh you you're in your career you're the michael jordan of being an asshole he says unfortunately for matt hardy his uh decent lines are uh simply retorted by christian cage saying you're sounding so stupid you're starting to make your brother sound like the sober one okay we're off to the races uh christian's go. on fire uh, every everything coming out here, wonderful heel heat. The crowd's hating it. I want to give some credit here to Matthew Hardy, though, who I thought w- somehow became as sympathetic a babyface as he needed to be here. He also took ownership of the shit that sucked. He outright said, I regret the HFO. Like, that did not go well. I was trying to leech off of younger talent for Shine, and look what it did. I regret that deeply. I think that's his way of acknowledging that that was not the, the greatest time in his career. Uh, unfortunately, Christian just six jung- uh, Luchasaurus. I don't know why I want to keep calling Luchasaurus Jungle Boy tonight. A uh, six Luchasaurus on Matt Hardy. Something about Matt Hardy's inability to walk or run properly makes him incredibly sympathetic taking bumps. Uh, so when Luchasaurus is running him into stairs or choke slamming him, I am at home going, no, no. Uh, everything about this segment worked for me. Great reality based storytelling blown away by both guys and luchasaurus might be the most improved of anyone in this situation uh what a segment slack
3: yeah it's good i i'm i'm glad they just had him get his ass kicked and then they walked off and that was the end of it uh very good stuff um uh i don't i don't know where they're going with matt hardy i i do love when they bring up old stuff like it like they don't pretend like there was no hfo like they don't pretend like he wasn't paying people off like he like his hangman thing where he gave him the contract and hangman fooled him whatever i I think that's great uh but yeah i mean you wonder i don't think jeff's coming back anytime soon so i don't know if it's like jungle boy matt hardy is going to be a tag team is that where we're headed i i I genuinely have no idea
2: i i got the sense that they must think they're getting jeff hardy back soon and it's going to be jeff and jungle man versus luchasaurus and christian at fighter fest but if they don't, I don't know what you do there. Could you go as far to be like Darby Allen is your proto Jeff Hardy here? And he's here to defend and a fellow four pillar with Darby Allen. I don't know how you'd pivot, but certainly know. they weren't afraid to tease you're getting Jeff Hardy tonight, having Matt come out to the Hardy boys music and yeah. making Jeff a big crux of the promo. They're not shying away yeah. from it.
3: They would get a lot of heat if they brought him back. People would say, oh, he was gone for like a month or whatever. Like, is he even okay? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I I, I would kind of be surprised, but uh, it is the business. Mm.
2: I don't know how many of you have a ton of uh, firsthand access and experience with addicts, uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, Jeff Hardy will never be done with it. And Mm -hmm. he will tell people that he is, and they will have to begrudgingly accept it because he's going to keep doing it. And the decision is... Is he functional to wrestle because this sort of seems to keep him on the tracks? If you listen to any shoot interview from 2011 to 13 TNA, that's what they're all thinking. it's like, well, when he's not here is when things are going bad. And so we thought giving him involvement and keeping him, you know, under Matt's eye was legitimately helpful for his health. It sounds crazy, but wrestling is a crazy world. Uh, And hard boiled the egg saying, I'd be surprised if Jeff ever comes back. I will be hardball the egg. I'll put money on it. You want to put a bet that Jeff Hardy never walks through those doors? Like this is a carny business. Like the moment yeah. Jeff Hardy tell, can look Tony Khan in the eye with a steady hand is, Hey, no, man, I'm good. He's back. Like, that's just how it's always worked. Go go. rest in peace, Scott Hall. But I mean, they are sending this guy to rehab for 10 days and then back on the next raw pouring beer over him. That's what we're dealing with here. The business, the business, the business uh good friend jake suggests that jeff should have to cut his hair and join the straight edge society i mean the punk if you haven't seen the punk hardy feud about that highly recommend it anyway great segment and leading us into our first keep it or kick it of the evening now slack i know that you probably know this but just in case the zoobs is watching at home and of course we wish him the best we love the zoobs uh we do. he I'll explain the rules for him in case he seems to have forgotten and is watching this. Of course, keep it or kick it a segment where I, Josh Custodio, think of a prompt from the wrestling world. Pull it from my brain. Write it down. Give that prompt to my co-host and the Brainiacs in the chat. And you must tell me if you want to keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. Or you kick that prompt, which means you hate it, you despise it, and you never want to see it again. Slack, I know you know, but tell me you know the rules to keep it or kick it. I know the rules. Then let's get to it. The first prompt this evening is Stark. But I feel that it will uh, bring out opinions. So here we go. A simple statement is our first Keep It or Kick It tonight. On the AW active roster, this is people who are not injured right now. your, Your active roster. People on the active AW roster, Christian is a top three talent right now. Keep It or Kick It. Hit the music, Maddie. Keep
1: It or Kick It.
2: Keep It or Kick It do you want to take a a shot at machine gunning through the keeps and kicks here slack
3: oh my gosh all right let's give it a shot uh scoots Brodo kick Good friend Jake Keep, Ashton Kutcher Keep, C-Suppa 55 Kick, hits Merle Kick, Zach Rickler Kick, Sam Fells Double Kick, Trilly McGinnis Kick, Pace Fowl Kick, Dennis Dirty Work Keep, Doug Crab Kick, Irish Mac 21 Keep, Astral Beer Kick, Hot Tuna Kick, C-4 Denza Keep, The Maddie Mac Kick, Tom Hummel Kick, McVander Huge Keep, Fruits Are Edible Kick. That was immaculate.
2: Nice. that was that was that was oration station sorry if i messed up any words i was trying to go as fast as i could you were you were killing it feels maybe 60 percent kick 40 keep to me am i maybe even yeah. more on the kick side 70 kick 30 keep man i was a ki- i
3: was a kick but i guess i'd have to name my top three right i guess well, we, those are... we we can have this discussion if you want yeah. who, 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 who
2: occupies the top three for you right now i, I think eddie kingston for me is the the top of the pops for me right now we gotta have Mox and then for yeah, me I think th- Christian
3: wow so Mox Eddie Christian uh I'm when I'm watching the TV
0: of-
2: show this the <laughs> is he one of the three talents that I'm most interested in their segment he is right now yeah current current angle uh, yeah I mean yeah I, I definitely I'm excited to see him come out it's it's never dull uh chip FTR occupies that space for me. Yeah, maybe Hangman for some people.
3: I I think Hangman in general, but right now, what's Hangman doing? And we can get to that.
2: No, but you yeah, can I get know, to I that. I'll just spend ten seconds on that fucking segment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, maybe it is. Maybe it is Christian. But yeah, <laughs> I think tonight was tonight. The tonight and this question s- speaks to the top end talent that's been missing, and this episode is, you know, one of those where you can say like it shows that you don't have a bunch of guys right now
2: you could have used the kenny omega match tonight
3: oh don't get me started i listen I, to his theme song all the time and i just get wistful you know it's just kind of are you we, ready we don't know go? Are you ready
2: go? <laughs> that's a hell of a theme it is uh our pals jake hager and claudio castagnoli are backstage of course the former uh jake Why Jack Swagger and Cesaro, the former Real Americans, Mm -hmm. here backstage? Uh, Jake Hager, how thrilled must Jake Hager be that Claudio Castagnoli's there? He's like, wow, no one cares about me, but I toured with this guy when there was a house show schedule. Do you know how well Jake Hager and Claudio must know each other? Claudio is going to give Jake Hager the best singles match of his career whenever this. I think it's next week. That that's going to be the best match of Hagger's career and i bet Hagger knows it and he's filled because claudio knows that guy inside and out it's not like Hagger's improved any since 2011 or whatever the fuck that was um not the greatest promos on earth but i actually thought Hagger was kind of good here pointing out that he's been wwe champ like claudio's been everywhere he's never held a singles title how dare he like hold his nose up at him i mean reason enough for a feud even if neither guys are promo monsters yeah, the crowd will eat it
3: up. You'll get the We the People chance and, you know, hot crowd is, is half the battle. Uh, they might not be so hot once they watch Jake Hager wrestle for five to ten minutes, but, uh, yeah, it's, it was a good promo. I thought he, he said his words correctly. He didn't slip on anything. <laughs> uh, and I do, like I said, I love bringing up old shit. Like, it matters. History is important, and they do it. Uh, so I, I like that a lot.
2: It's an important point to drive home because you look over at New York and you understand the liens from a company, but they want the product to be that anyone tuning in for the first time can be fully caught up on everything. It just leads to nonsense. And this is a way that you can do that, but without constant recaps and running feuds for a hundred weeks and whatever the hell else they're doing there. This is obviously going to be a Claudio win. Uh, my guy though, in that, that button up, uh, straight button up, buttoned down sleeves rolled up that is every douchebag i went to high school with going to the club in my hometown's look that is yeah. claudio my guy we got to get you let's work on the fit game you you, you got the, the nicest body on earth we're, we're an oversized club button-ups we're, we're a tank top dude <laughs> like,
3: I, is... I wouldn't even own shirts if i was <laughs> yeah. If I
2: claudio <laughs> yeah i would have no shirts. Point? Yeah. no yeah nope. uh, uh, if you had you know to get formal maybe like a mesh something but that would be the max <laughs> like right
3: you're thinking about like right said fred territory we're going back to, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: jeff hardy cool. armbands but it's a shirt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's absolutely what i'm talking about uh bobby burritos is in the chat wearing of course uh the great mind behind exploder cc i'm wearing my uh ftr living legend shirts that he uh so kindly provided to me Drop your uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter in the chat there, Bobby. Let's uh, highly recommend a follow. His designs are can't miss. He put up a Steiner uh, uh, bash at the beach tank for summer that I uh, had to purchase and get my hands on. Uh, a wonderful looking shirt. Go check out Exploder Tees. They are killing it. And while we're into the plugs, I suppose we can get back to it a little bit. Of course, I mentioned you can follow at Torque Penderloin on Twitter. I couldn't recommend the follow enough. You've heard Zoobs and I reference his. Is it still your pinned tweet, Slack? Yeah, I, think, I don't think that's coming down. Anytime it, soon, it, it can never because if you ever take it down, I'm just stealing it word for word and painting <laughs> it at the top of my profile. And when people say that was his, saying, I say ne- I I don't know what you mean. Uh, just block you or something. Uh, no, of course he is the author of a tweet that you will hear, Zooms that I reference all the time on this show. Everybody's talking about some guy. Who cares? Uh, go give him a follow over at Torque Great takes on everything, but uh, certainly wrestling and good wrestling Twitter accounts are few and far between. In the back, we've got producer Matt, as I mentioned. You can go listen to his EP, Love Handles, over on Spotify. M-A-T Space Prince, Love Handles. Uh, critics are raving. They're saying, uh, I think it was Rolling Stone that said, this is the best album I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Spin said, if you haven't heard this, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> frankly, I have to agree with the mags. Go check out Love Handles over on Spotify. Uh, frankly, I deserve a medal for how many times I've managed to find a different way to pitch that album. That is, I think I'm on like time 400 of 50. I, it is, that might be my greatest talent honor. At this point, it's like the 10,000 hours thing. It's like, I'm talking about wrestling and Matt's record, but I do believe every word of it. Go listen to Love Handles. And of course, if you want to hear more of me talking about wrestling, you can do so over at patreon.com slash shc my Forbidden Door review, my Wrestle Kingdom 12 retro review, the Lou Marsh Awards, the ECW month. But of course, it's also the $5 ticket into my Discord where the greatest wrestling conversations on earth are going down, go check it out. Patreon.com slash JZOSHC. We'd love to have you in there. Yeah, go follow. Go follow Exploder underscore CC on Instagram. The best stuff possible. Fruits are Edible saying you can listen to Love Handles on YouTube too. Yeah, but then Matt doesn't get any money. Do the one where he gets money. Go to spotify or apple tunes i apple, <laughs> apple apple jacks <laughs> what was i trying to say apple itunes again oh my goodness itunes there we go uh oh boy slack oh boy Uh oh oh boy yeah uh, the butcher the blade and the bunny are out for their match mm. against keith lee and swerve strickland and let's just say out the gate bunny blade and butcher a tremendous looking act when they walk out it looks complete you have a sense of who these people are, what what Butcher and Blade's dynamic would be even without promos and whatnot. And th- that's worth mentioning. I mean, it turns out they can't wrestle for shit. Uh, but the, the the look and the established act is great. They're here to take on Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I thought this was heading towards a breakup angle. It sort of was at points, but they did pick up the win here. This match was all over the place, man. This was... yeah all over the place and last time we saw butcher and blade out against the hardys it was the same thing and i like butcher and blade and i want to like them i've seen blade do great singles work i like the look of first of all i love all musician wrestlers it's a cool crossover thing i think and i you know you look at butchers and like, get into this guy but you got to call it as it is the, the last two matches i've seen them have on tv have just been wretched and lee and swerve yeah. are good wrestlers. Like keith Lee's on the comeback like mistiming headbutts and stuff that's not a keith lee thing I've, I've, it just isn't uh all over the place on this one man uh, i wasn't that into it where did you like this one any more than me slack unfortunately no uh
3: and i wanted it to, to be i wanted it to be really good um and i, I you know i yeah, <laughs> It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It takes, like, I think you mentioned this. It takes you out of it a little bit when you're like, oh, that that leg drop thing that they tried to cover for when Blade couldn't get out of the way of the leapfrog. Um, And then something happened right after that, too, where I was just like, Jesus. And then you can see them kind of start communicating, like, while they're wrestling, and you're just like, man, it's just a bummer. Uh, And I, I think you said it best. I've seen a lot of Swerve and Keith Lee matches over the last two to three months. And I've not seen one like this, so I'm willing to go ahead and say it's not them, I guess.
2: Which sucks to arrive at, and it does yeah. I, I was bringing up the old New York house show circuit. Um, and not to bring it up again, but I don't know how you really fix something like that in AW. Like, what do Butcher and Blade do to get better at wrestling the higher end AW tag teams? Because there isn't a system, you know. Maybe they get the odd rant, they got that rampage title match against the Lucha Brothers, which also wasn't very good. but there's no cycle for them to say okay you're going four nights this week you're going to spend time with this upper card like you imagine if they got to go do a month with dax harwood right now just okay here's what we're going to do here here's what and you let them lead the match you rest on four nights a week for a month you would exit that as a an improved wrestler but there isn't really a system for that in aw i suppose it should be dark but there's a lot like local talent and whatnot there um yeah yeah, tough for me to get into this one I, i i will say uh swerve reaching out for the tag to the corner they've done this spot a couple times but i do like it or he's reaching for the tag and keith lee for some reason because he can reach him instead of the tag he like well for some reason i suppose he pulls swerve into them tags himself and gets offense in on the opponent who he's like yanked in who's only got the swerve it's like oh i'm keith lee stronger than two men like would win the tug of war in this situation and that's ultimately what's happening that's a cool big guy little guy spot that i don't know that i've seen before. yeah, i stuff. also will say i i don't think he does this as much in
3: AEW as he did on the indies but swerve's like jumping kick thing that he does is fucking sweet and I, I, I know the like you're talking that about rules yeah it's awesome
2: yeah him and eddie are down in seattle next month at defy and i'm really flirting <sighs> with going That's, dude uh... if i could
3: go to defy just based on the videos i've seen like that would be so fun
2: the one are um, ones i've been to have been fantastic so yeah it looks might awesome might have also, the
3: one thing I wanted to say is Swerve seems way too cool to be not even just a wrestler, but even into wrestling.
2: Like, how's <laughs> <does> that? <laughs> happen? Totally. Yeah. And Tony Khan is savvy enough to let that shine, that he gets to have yeah. his entourage with him. They show him at the Grammys. It's part—it's an inextricable part of his character. It's like, how yeah. is this cool person in this world? Especially with Keith Lee, one of the least cool dudes on the roster. He's just like, hmm. Right. Yes, well, if that's right. See? It's <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Uh shout out to maddie Mac here saying the match definitely got better as it went on, but it started off really bad. I agree with that in the middle, but then it gets bad again at the end. So it's it's tough to say that. Good time to thank Matty Mac, though, the mod of our network, and uh thank everybody for keeping this place racism free, transphobia free, homophobia free. We don't want any of that stuff. We've got no sense of humor for it. The axe of the network, Matty Mac, will behead you and have you out on your ass before you can say I was joking. Don't try it. We don't want it. Go to a different wrestling community. They are interrupted after the match by Team Taz. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs here cutting a team promo where they're sort of talking over each other, Big Lebowski style, where Ricky Starks is piping hot, frustrated about everything. I I thought in 10 seconds, it was like, well, these guys should be champion. Like this, (laughs) there they are. What what a a great, complete act these two are. Uh, They are then interrupted by the Young Bucks, this is weird to me. I didn't get why the Young Bucks would be like, well, you guys are going to fight? Well, we're the, like, the Young Bucks are heels. Why would they be like fighting champions? Like you two think you're the best? We're the best. But regardless, this match will probably be better for it. The Young Bucks come out and challenge both of those teams for the t- tag team titles. A giant FTR chant breaks out as the Young Bucks say, we're better than those guys. We're the greatest tag team of all time. How did the Bucks and Team Taz come across to you here, Sly? Uh, I love team
3: Taz. I thought Ricky was on fire. I thought he was great. I mean, he, he was, I don't know how you can scream like that, but not screw up what you're saying. I don't know how they do it. I'm just talking right now and I'm about to say something stupid. Like I can tell I'm about to say <laughs> something wrong. I don't know how, I don't know how he does it. And and then, yeah, the young bucks coming out. I thought for sure they were going to bring FTR or FTR was going to come out. Yeah. I'm pretty surprised, which we'll get to, but, uh, I I think the match is gonna be awesome. I'm surprised they're doing another triple threat tag match, but you know, I'm excited to watch the match, so
2: yeah, it's it's almost like the, it's almost like the AW house style at this point is triple threat tags. Like those butts are defended so much in those, it's so strange to me. Yeah. Uh, like what Irish Back 21 is saying here. Stark went full pissed off Donald Duck. That is <laughs> absolutely the energy you brought. To- Maddie, do you have a Donald Duck impression? Okay. Oh no. You sure? Can you give it? A, can you give it a wholehearted effort. Uh, <laughs> better, than That's good. Yeah, better than I would have. Pretty done. good.
3: Better than I would have. Pretty
2: good. Is Donald Duck know? here right now? Yeah, I, 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 I thought, thought I heard him. I was on the horn. I agree with Tom Hummel here. Why would a heel champ on a face two opponents? It hurts my wrestling brain. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Ricky kicks ass. Insane how good Ricky is. Is Les Mel please agree? uh hello team taz uh irish yeah dennis thirty work saying swerve makes wrestling cooler completely agree with that
3: yeah i think uh, last thing i'll say about swerve too is i think him eventually going full heel has to happen he'd be so good at it uh he will he is good at it i know Inevitable. he's good at it, but yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome like if he can get on his own and be like I just want to see him pushed up the card. I know he can put on a good, good wrestling match, like a long wrestling match, if he needs to. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. um But I think his personality just—they got to give him like so, so a big push. I really hope he gets
2: one. I get the sense he will one day, right? Yeah, he's got. He's to. someone that a different company, it, like if he came up, the contract expires, whatever. I think he would be wanted by other companies, and that's uh that alone is a reason to give a guy a push to some degree. Yeah. Agreed. He's too cool. Let's get into our second of three Keep It or Kick It's tonight, uh, Slack. Uh, of course, the game, like it, love it, want some more of it, despise it, emotes in the bar. You know the drill. Here we go. The Young Bucks made a bold claim tonight. They said they are the greatest tag team of all time. And it hits your ears as a crazy claim. You go, how could you know, anyone really make the claim to be the greatest tag team of all time? But before I expand on it, let's keep the Keep It or Kick It to simply that. Keep it or kick it. This statement the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. Hit the music, Maddie. Thanks for that song, Maddie. These these songs they they fire me up. I love them. I yeah. love them. I'm gonna jump into the chat here, Slack. As I do, let's try and keep track of some sort of percentage here as we get through. With Bobby Burritos with a kick, Sam fells with a keep, hits Merrill with a kick, on Gin and Juice with a kick, Irish Rat Twenty One with a kick, Doug Crap with a kick, Hot Tuna with a kick. Thunderous G with a keep. Dennis work with a kick. Doug Crap with a kick. Harbill Yegg with a keep. Ashton Kutcher with a keep. Pacefall with a kick. Zach Richard with a keeps. Cadenza with a keep. Scoots Brodo with a keep. Giesbrecht with a kick. Side effect with a keep. c Supper 55 with a kick. Fruits are edible with a kick. And Tom Hummel with a kick. Keep forgetting I have the emoji, says Tom Hummel. Don't forget it. Because when people just type stuff in there, I'm going through. You could put one, you could put two, you could put an exploit. I'm looking for the emote, and I'm on to the next. I'm, I'm going through I'm like a waterfall, babe. You can type whatever, <laughs> but the emote's what I'm seeing. What say you, Andrew C's like? It's a crazy claim, but co- is it is it, on the table is it on yeah. the table that they're the is yes. it on the table that they're? I agree that it's on the table, it is on the table, it is I- on the table because if it's not them. Who are the names that
3: come up? The well, Hardy there's recency boys. bias, right? That's the thing. It, it, it depends on how far you go back, because if you ask, like, what my current favorite tag team is, FTR, I'll say that <laughs> to get that out of the way, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and they'll tell you about guys from the '80s that wrestled in Memphis or whatever that I I've, I've never seen, um, and I don't know enough about. I don't know enough about the Freebirds. I don't know enough about Midnight Express, the Funks. Um, yeah, I I just I haven't seen enough of it. Right, like. Uh, if you asked me last week, I'd say Masao and Kawada were the best tag team of all time until they, until they started Just
2: fighting spoilers. each other. But, yeah, uh, no spoilers. I,
3: have you? <laughs> anyway, not We have yeah, the uh, all Japan right now. I'll go two hours. I know, um, but you know, I mean, you could say for for my generation, you know, the Hardys, the Ed, Edge and Christian were great for for a long time, um, but I don't think it's the Young Bucks are so prolific, and over the, I mean, it's it's a really tough argument i don't know i don't know who i would say is the best tag team of all time they're definitely in the conversation but i'm going to take the coward's way out i don't know
2: i don't know so when people ask me who my favorite tag team of all time is i always say the steiner brothers um because when i like to watch wrestling which is all the time they are one of the i could just call them a wrestler in this one of the wrestlers or wrestling teams that i am just most inclined to throw on even if it's just them versus two single schmucks, I just love watching the Steiner brothers. But accomplishment-wise, good God, the Young Bucks make a run at it, man. Um, I would ultimately kick it uh, because it's hard for me to think of something being the greatest of all time while it's active. Uh, yeah. And that that alone almost keeps it out. But by the time the Bucks retire, it's going to be them until FTR is like hot on their heels. The, the best tag team wrestling is happening now. Shout out Agreed. to Furnace, of course. Agreed. Pacefall saying, also, I'd watch a two-hour Twitch show on All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. Uh, if that's... Yeah, I mean... There are so many... here's And Slack, You're aren't you watching right now, Slack, the Walking the King's Road right now? I finished it. What an amazing series. Couldn't recommend enough that people watch it. That so series good. makes me realize that I don't want to do wrestling content about All Japan. Because I don't really have anything to offer. I've, if yeah. you want to hear about 2004 to 14 TNA or 2004 to 9, Ring of Honor, or anything New York or AW. I'm your guy. I have watched it all. But I I love watching All Japan, but I only started watching it a year and a half ago. The Anything I know is because of those YouTube videos and watching it. Like, I, I don't have... Uh, so, Pace, you're very sweet, but I would literally be, like, copying that guy's takes because I, I don't know what I would add to it. Besides uh, Foley Kawada too. I got a lot to say about that match because Foley talks about it to great detail in his book, and I feel very familiar with it.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Uh it's cool. It's it's some hard shit. It's like you're you're really going going to take some deep cuts if you're gonna if you're willing to get down into all Japan. So again, like Josh said, I highly recommend it. If it's for you, it'll be very for you. And if it's not, you won't have to waste your time.
2: Beautifully said as always, brother. Uh good friend Jake saying the Bucks are top two, but I like FTR more. I, I don't think you put FTR over Bucks as like the greatest tag team of all time yet though. Like the accomplishments are just so heavy in the Bucks. Well, I mean, like if you count WWE titles, I guess. But the Bucks are a enormous portion of getting AEW started.
3: Yeah, starting a company is probably putting them over the top in that all time list. But man, they're FTIs. more important than Kenny yeah. to starting AEW, in yeah. my opinion.
2: Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Uh moving on, even though I do just want to talk more all Japan. Shout out Doug Furnace for the last time. Incredible Canadian, won the Lou Martian. Or the Stu Hart, I should say. The award Zoobs and I get for the greatest Canadian wrestler, I think, in 88? Anyway, there's a spoiler. Patreon.com slash JZRSHC. Malachi Black promo pumping up Brody for his match tonight. This was great shit. Let the leader of the faction be like, this is my heavy, and he's a fucking nightmare. And then you look over at him and you go, that guy looks like a fucking nightmare. Look at the size of this Goliath. Uh, loved this. Uh, yeah. Taz exiting goes, this is going to be a war tonight. And it felt that way after this. The Mox promo earlier, and then Malachi and Black here loved everything setting up our main event tonight. Agreed. Is shorter Malachi better, Slat? Because it's not as, you don't get yes. a sort of, yeah. Yeah. I think You can
3: stay great. out of the lore and just stick with what you know and give me like a good minute, maybe 45 seconds of doom and gloom and we're off to the races.
2: I
0: think that's, yeah, exactly right. Sorry, Maddie, what'd you say? That was okay. I this is more to you guys, but uh, I'll, I'll say it. It was Scar's Guardian. It was Scar's Ooh. Guardian. I like that. I
2: think that was worth jumping in for. I wouldn't yeah. use that adjective to describe something, and yet it was perfect. Uh, Doug Crap saying, "I hope we get a Mox Malachi feud next." That I'm. I yeah. have good news for you. That is happening. Oh, let's go. Uh, Malachi can really punch a line when he needs to. Says Dennis. Dirty work. I agree with that, and he did here. A little urgency great stuff rip roaring and ready to go eddie kingston who currently has the best t-shirt of his life on awshop.com him and that mm-hmm. gas can uh walks out tonight in a mob deep t-shirt if you don't love eddie kingston you're missing out you don't you you're on the outside yep. you and i aren't wired the same people I people i'm rocking with they see big eddie and they go and that was me tonight, out there in the blue shirt. I love Eddie Kingston so much that Tony Schiavone asks him blotting guts Fallout questions, and he respectfully, he's like, "Tony, I am gonna answer that, but first, I'd like to say congratulations to Wardlow. You deserve it, big man." I thought that was like just a baby face shouting at another baby face on the show. Cool. That doesn't need to be a seed planted. That can be uh, viewed as real. Like maybe he likes Wardlow backstage. I just thought that was a very, very nice touch. And then he says, and congrats to my everyone on my Blood and Guts team, including C- Claudio Castagnoli. I just love him opening up with that. And yep. then he pivots. And then he's in Eddie Kingston mode. Chris Jericho! And he's off running. He didn't, t- I didn't taste your blood and you didn't bleed. Uh he's going off, he's going off until a video pops up. Jericho's backstage with the JAS and Tay Conti, and they've got one of uh the rare Eddie Kingston allies, Ruby Soho, as Ty Conti holds her in spot, beats her up, and slams a door on her arm. I want to talk about that spot in particular, if we can, in a moment here, Slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fires up Eddie. Him and Jericho is far from over. Mind your business, you little freak! That's what Daddy Magic yells as they run away knowing Eddie Kingston's coming on the hunt. Uh, talk to me about this Eddie promo reigniting, not reigniting, but making it clear that Jericho is still the, yeah. the apple of his eye, so to speak, uh, and then we'll talk about the backstage segment, because I thought this Eddie promo was really good.
3: Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> they're still going to keep this going. Ruby's uh, his only bud, so to speak, right, outside of Mox. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, I'm 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 uh, I'm excited to see if this is gonna be just Jericho getting his ass kicked and then going on tour or something. Is maybe that's mm-hmm. what the plan is? You know, like I think he's going back on tour at some point, um, but I don't think it's gonna involve the Greater <coughs> Blackpool Combat Club. I think that's over. Um, yeah. So we're kind of looking at a singles thing, right? For the most part, it seems like, or maybe a mixed tag. I'm I'm not sure if that makes sense or
2: not. I could maybe see a mixed tag on the way. Yeah, you're right. Eddie and Ruby. I hadn't really even thought of that. Uh, I hate mixed tag matches, so I hope not Same. That's a, that's a whole other discussion. I think Eddie is so compelling and I like him and Jericho so much as a feud, that I actually don't mind it continuing as much as I should. Um, I think that if you didn't have punk and MJF right there in front of your face, this would be in contention for the feud of the year for me right now. I enjoy these two together. He brings out a side of Chris Jericho that mm-hmm. I enjoy. I am excited for Eddie Kingston to get his hands on him. I do fear that ultimately he's taking a Judas effect and then tapping out to the walls of Jericho at all out. And like you say, maybe that's how he rides off. I maybe. think people have already somehow forgotten that Eddie did put Jericho out. Uh yep. at was it at Double or Nothing? No, it was at yeah, Revolution, he, wasn't it? At Revolution, he beat him and then
3: uh that's that's where Jericho turned heel by not shaking yeah. his hand in the uh following dynamite so um he got his big win over jericho and then you know part of me is like is jericho going to do the job again knowing that he's leaving eddie kingston in the uh in the spot where he should be whereas jericho is you, you can't hurt jericho in a loss it's just not possible I
2: don't, yeah, think. they both are weirdly guys you can beat on the roster, and it's always interesting when those are paired up. I think a very famous example of that is The Rock versus McFoley, two people who it's like you think of your favorite matches of theirs, and it's like, okay, try to think of now your favorite match of theirs that they won. It's basically impossible, unless you like love Rock Austin too for some reason. Uh, they're they're consummate losers, and when paired up, it's like, oh, we can exchange that. And I feel like these two guys have that energy too. I could almost see Eddie being the big wrestling brain that he is putting, letting Jericho, not letting Jericho, but being okay with putting Jericho over and then they're one and one. And it, they want it, they plant the seed for a trilogy down the line, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm drawing this out because I, I don't have that much to say about this next part. So I don't know Slack, if maybe you want to talk a little yeah. bit more about it. I'll, I'll talk it through uh, the the Dark Order's out uh, there. The Dark Order is now John Silver, negative one, uh, Evil Uno, 10, Anna Jay and Alex Reynolds. Of course, big reaction for them. They're in uh, Buffalo, the hometown of uh, Brody Lee, their former leader. I should say, great Brody Lee, beloved by I think all. I think it's great that Buffalo is Brody territory, and I really appreciate that Tony Khan has largely stayed true to. I will never shut up about Brody. Like he, his, his name will be kept alive in my company. I, I don't expect that every week, even though you get it, in Jr. going. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. It, but it is. Uh, it's very cool that they do this. I want to be gentle in critiquing this segment because it's cool to have a brody remembrance i'm talking about from a wrestling side this they do a big promo about how they sort of tease that they're going to break up He's like, it's very important that you all know that the dark order is staying together um and a big dark order promo uh what'd you think of this one here slack
3: <laughs> not a whole lot i think it, i i tend to think it was a one-off for the for the rochester crowd and it, it happened to be on TV, I guess. Uh, maybe they could have done it in like a pre thing
2: or something. I don't know, but it, it's no,
1: I, I, I got, let me yeah. stop
2: you there. Cause I got that in our mentions mm-hmm. too, uh, but I don't understand it. Cause this is, it's not, it's like a one night thing for Rochester. It's like, they're making it clear that they're staying together. Like to sure. me, that's the the future thing that I didn't want. I think this is a faction that should go their own ways and launch. Whether you think it's 10, yeah. whether you think it's uno, the the confirmation that they're, or Anna J, whatever it is, the idea that they're still together just tells me that you're, I, I don't know what you're doing with these guys. I actually
3: thought for a minute, they were going to call out a surprise new leader or something. Uh, they definitely were queuing
2: you up to think that.
3: Yeah. And I thought they were going to do that. Cause they kept saying they're they have some big news and it just turned out to be like, well, they already fired all the dark order. They're going to fire or release. Sorry. Yeah. So we're sticking around, which is like, I,
2: I, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, let me ask you i'll ask you yeah. in the chat we'll we'll make this positive who's the of the the what is it five people out there six so i yeah. guess you don't really count negative one he's a child but, but so remove the child from and i hate i just anyway i want even. i hate people hate when i talk about the the child in wrestling i just i personally don't get it really like i don't like do you need to be making you're getting heat from the kid you're like this kid's father did pass away i don't want to be too sensitive because like i'm like no stab him with a, a broken light tube but it just, I don't love QT Marshall talking shit to negative one about his dad passing away. It just, I just don't like it with a kid for whatever reason. I can't lie. and I just, that's just how I feel. But who's the most, who's the talented one that you would steal and push from this crew? And to the chat. Oh boy. Oh man. I mean, I think
3: Eviluno always surprises me when he's in the ring. Like he, he doesn't look like yeah. anything, but he's always solid, always solid. Uh, he gets good action in uh i think i think reynolds and silver are kind of like they have that one combo move they do and otherwise they don't do much for me right i think they're fine they're good on dark i know that's that sounds shitty but
2: what i think of those guys you know what i think their move is uh uh john silver taunting every 10 seconds yeah that's what i think of their tag team i think of action stopping for for him to flex
3: yeah fair fair um I don't know what I, I don't know what I see in uh in 10. I guess I'm not sure like if he's gonna ever kind of get that singles push or not. He had like some he got mox beat the living piss out of him that one time. Uh yeah. like really fucked him up. Yeah. I don't know what the, was that was. He was out the mask, wasn't he? Oh, he got yeah, he got yeah. destroyed. Um I, I just don't know. Um I guess I would say Uno, maybe, but I don't know what he what program he would do as a singles wrestler.
2: Um, you know? You know what I'd do? <clears throat> Let's hear it. Tonight, I would have done negative ones out here. We in the dark order have such reverence for Brody Lee that it's we found him sort of irreplaceable over time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has both been the truth of it and something that people would be sympathetic to. And they would say, when negative one's time comes, if he so chooses, we will be here. Whatever the dark order, we will reform when he is ready to take the mantle. But for now, on good terms, we're going our own ways. And then the next week, in the Death Triangle and House of Black feud that needs to go away, Evil Uno, Black Gear, fully serioused up, is now the... I'm fired Buddy Murphy, by the way. Uh, he is now a can-trade-the-mic-actually-fits-in-Evil guy with these people. I would do a Buddy Murphy-Uno thing, and we could stretch some in-ring, He's booting out buddy Murphy and taking his place in house of black as the guy who takes the pins, but we're like seriousing him up and testing him against buddy to actually find out where his limitations are in ring. And maybe can be more helpful on the mic than Brody or buddy are to Malachi on whole. That's a fun idea. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't see anything in the rest of them. I don't see anything in the rest of them. Like I, it sounds mean, but it's like Reynolds. I wouldn't consider people. I know people like 10, but I think you just have to get rid of that. gimmick. I'm just never gonna get behind a wrestler named 10. I'm not like that. Generally. There's not few, there's few names. I can do like 10, not doing it, not doing it. Remember when I said I didn't have that much to say about this. Yeah. We, we went on for a bit on that one. We, we covered it. (laughs) They're interrupted by QT Marshall. Just when you think you can't get into the segment anymore. Right. Uh, QT Marshall (laughs) points at negative one. I sort of agree with him here where he goes. How long are we gonna have to deal with this charity case i was like oh my god qt but then i was also like and but then he's like ah oh, your father was a great man but he's not here anymore and like trying to and then the dark order it's like okay this guy is talking about this child's dead kid go and you, there's five of you go kick this guy's ass the only one who's going to kick his ass is negative one and he's being held back by evil Hudo. it's like the five of you go kick this guy's ass but of course it's build up to be saved by hangman the the dark order hangman relationship is alive and well hangman beats up qt and i was like
3: for now for now i think people have mentioned on uh bte that uh, matt jackson almost texted hangman i'm sorry and i love you and then he deleted it so there could be some reunification happening soon We'll see for
2: all parties involved that can't happen uh, quickly enough for me i'm agreed I'm big time big time into that
3: let's let's bring it all back i can't wait hopefully it happens soon
2: henta versus rush is up here or rush i should say is up here next El toro blanco's first dynamite match they exchange huge slaps a massive elbow from rush uh andrade puts the puts rush's foot on the rope helping his loss faction La faction and governables faction made along for the win What'd you think of this one?
3: I mean, it was good. It was hard hitting. Um, I think two things that stick out. One is I kept focusing on Penta's mask and him trying to not have it fall off because it looked like it got untied and he kept reaching for it and trying to retie it. And I'm like, God damn it. It's another thing that's taking me out of the match. And so that that was kind of a bummer, but not a big deal. Uh, no, I agree. <clears throat> these two are awesome. I, I still think I want to see uh, th- this shouldn't come off the wrong way i hope i want to see one of these mexican guys fight a non-mexican guy yeah it's point. almost
2: like the i don't think that's bad to say i think that is like calling out something that aw likes to do where it's like yeah here's the mexico division sometimes sometimes and yeah. i like heavyweight mexicans against luchadors as a match trope like i like uh mil mascara versus uh prince puma or um for a more modern example, the Rey Mysterio and Andrade trilogy. Like I I like that dynamic, but you're right. It's like, well, they, why, why are they... I get that you want them to be able to communicate and match plan in Spanish, but I don't know. I, I'm definitely ready for it to, to expand well, beyond that. Roosh is always the guy who I look at, and I'm like, of course you would make this guy your champion. And then I see him wrestle, and I hear that he's hard to deal with, and I go, eh, I don't know. I always feel like my, in my mind, Roosh is one thing. And then I see him and he's that thing. And then when he's wrestling, I don't know if he's that thing. Are, where are you on Roosh? I, I, yeah, I mean, he's obviously
3: good, but yeah. Is he, did he do anything tonight that made me go, I got to see more Roosh? Not necessarily. No,
2: that's well uh, put. I don't even know that he was a better wrestler in this match.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'll, I'm a Penta guy for sure. So I don't, I don't know. It's going to take a lot for him to surpass Penta for me, but I mean, I want to see more, and I'm certainly open to giving him another chance, but I wasn't I wasn't leaving thinking I can't wait until the next time I get to see Roosh wrestle. I want to see Andrade wrestle all the time. That's all I want. Re- him wrestle. Constantly. Get Andrade awesome. on TV.
2: <laughs> um, anyway, it wasn't my favorite match. I loved the huge elbow comeback for Roosh. Like just the one shot. It's a Minoru Suzuki and uh, a Masaba spot, I suppose, sort of originally, where it's like the guys are forearming, the guys are forearming, then the one guy gets the advantage, and the other guy's just like on looking for the counter the whole time. It just lands like a huge counter, and that's the comeback. So like he eats five light ones and then searches right. for the one. I like that spot, and that was well executed here. But
3: eh. lots of spitting while they're getting hit, which is always fun.
2: I do love that as a yeah. generality. Yeah. yeah, I think best case scenario, Death Before Dishonor is going to get a mask versus hair match between one of the uh, Death Triangle brothers and uh, Roosh. I think you could see that yeah. if it's Ray Phoenix it too. versus Roosh, hair versus mask. Mama Mia, they're
3: doing. They keep pulling his damn mask off for a reason. So I'm, I'm in.
2: Oh my god, I can't talk about another one of these. Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh are uh, talking about Samoa Joe at Death Before Dishonor. Uh I like Sat Num and all these guys are doing good promos. I have nothing left to say. Do you have anything mm-hmm. to say about this, Slack? No. That'll be a good main event. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Smart Mark Sterling is backstage with Nice again. He's approaching the best friends. Uh OC is calling for his lawyer before he signs any sort of petition. Uh his lawyer? Danhausen. Uh, calls into the question, sort of the line of thinking there, of all the people you could choose to act on your behalf, it's like, might be dead last in the locker room, but I've not not my choice Uh, but in this situation, he's very nice, not very evil Uh, he mirrors Smart Marks Smart Mark leads with these ideas, Dan Howe's encounters with the exact same idea, but pretending it's his idea, Uh, end of the story, is niece is getting Orange Cassidy this Friday on Rampage, I'll watch that match
3: absolutely, it'll be good
2: Austin Gunn takes the mic from Max Caster on entrance. Oh, man. The booze for this. People wanted to hear from Platinum Max. Yes, they did. Uh, but nonetheless, they are teamed up here against uh, Fuego Del Sol and Bear Country. Uh, Bear Bronson does an incredible sit power powerbomb. That commentary just goes, Bronson! <laughs> <laughs> it's like that move. They had a discussion backstage about if he if uh I forget, I think it's Colton, whichever gun took the bump. Or, had, or no, it was Bowens. So like they had a discussion backstage so Like, do you mind taking this? I don't get on TV much. Eh. Bronson. Uh the match ends <laughs> with the <laughs> Matt loves that one. Uh not rare. It's rare to pop that. that that loves the Bronson call. Um <laughs> Billy sides with the Gun Brothers ultimately in this match. He does not side with the Acclaimed as he teased last week. I was sort of disappointed by this. I thought taking the other side was more interesting. I just thought you probably could have had another match on the show, with two three minutes longer. And yeah, <laughs> this. I mean,
3: you're 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 setting up a full face turn for for the Acclaimed, I guess. Which I'm I'm great with that. Like yep. I love him for real. And Dude, people
2: uh, are ready for that.
3: Yeah, for sure. So maybe they beat the shit out of the Guns in a you know, mid card match and maybe they try, they get into some bigger program. I have no idea, but uh, I- I'm happy for them to go full face
2: finally. Yeah. And I just think you are the opposite of alone. Like that crowd is ready, not only for the max raps, but just bones going. Yeah. sit it! Like that is, that but gets them live. As we talk about the
3: name of this episode, which I think is just absolutely wonderful. Scissor, no more daddy, but uh they just heated up this catchphrase and it's dead how do you just put the t-shirt
2: on sale today how do you do that what what are we doing here
3: i you know that was going to be the thing uh
2: it's madness over. i love the y- thing y- while it was there uh, a great visual at the end of this match is colton lifts bowen's uh so like bowen takes Bowens takes the pin or Bowens is laid out i should say uh and he lifts up bowen's hand and like forces the the scissor me daddy ass thing as he laughs with daddy ass which is a good visual i thought and yeah uh I, but i hope the the acclaimed win this feud and go on to move on to bigger baby face things and i think they're ready for it indeed and they're a team that's like come along i viewed them in like the private party hybrid two camp at the beginning of this company and yeah they're easily they're far enough, but they're better than butcher and the blade at this point like they are oh, they're yeah. sending up that oh, yeah. card that hierarchy in a way that uh, is outstanding.
3: They're way more over than Butcher and the Blade, but they're <laughs> arguably better in the ring as well. I think Bones is yeah. way underrated as a worker.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're better at Butcher and the Blade at everything besides you could maybe argue like the Butcher argue the Butcher and the Blade presentation. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Outstanding stuff. And you love to see an act grow. You do. Uh Miro's backstage and he's promoing on Malachi Black still pissed off about the All Atlantic Championship. Uh Miro should have maybe come up in the top 3 discussion earlier on this maybe more than he did. Uh outstanding here again, you collect the week, I destroy them. You stand on the backs of the week, I break them. Incredible stuff. He's still on the hunt for God. He wants the biggest spotlight possible to make sure God is watching. I love Miro. I think he understands his character. I think he performs it well. I think the Redeemer is an actual gimmick. I mean, so many people yeah. it's like, oh, he's the this. It's like this is not at all. It's like, no, the Redeemer is looking to fucking redeem. Uh love Miro, man. You better get a lot they of it. He didn't show his uh
3: bad eye. It was covered by shadows. So I don't know what uh what that may mean, but yeah, I don't what,
2: know.
3: what does that mean? I don't know. It was it was ensconced,
2: if you will. So I didn't make it fun of Malachi. He's going after Malachi. He's like, oh look, I can cover an eye up too.
3: Yeah. Or if he comes out with a Julia Hart style eye
2: patch, or that'd be pretty funny, but anyway. uh, Miro with an eye patch would immediately get more over with me, just like this. Yes. You're you're joining yes. the likes of uh John Moxley, a solid snake. Uh just there's, there's probably there's probably countless Kurt Russell, countless, Ooh, countless yeah. uh eye patched heroes. Maybe maybe I gotta well, that could i how would that look you can pull it off might be kind of cool uh bobby burrito saying miro world champion After could saying miro is flawless right now yeah uh understanding your character is just such a big part of wrestling and he's such an example of he's not stretching himself to some insane degree this stone cold steve austin like oh it's yourself turned up to 11 it's like poison people's brains like miro in real life is not trying to kill god He's, he's making an interesting gimmick that that plays well in 2020 uh, or, and above, I should say, like in modern wrestling, shouts out, shouts out, shouts out to all the game followers tonight or subscribers. We're still looking for them. If you've been watching for a while, we would love if you would hop on that follow button. If you've been watching for a couple weeks. What's stopping you from logging into your Amazon Prime and giving us your free sub? What's stopping you from gifting the sub some, to someone? What's stopping you from going and following Torque Penderloin, Mr. Matty Pie, or J0SHC? Help support the channel. Help us grow. Oh, no. Forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose are out to take on uh, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. The, the cool name they got going is Thunderstorm. I like that um boy man this match this match was not any good man i don't know what's going on because i thought that like nyla rose and thunder rosa were keeping this together when it was going yeah. is is is, is tony storm worse than i think she is or is she like a hot and cold wrestler no i don't think i don't think she is i think she's
3: great i think uh this is a marina issue Tony and
2: Nyla, were getting, we're all over the place in this too, though.
3: I, I think you referenced that, that really bad looking role. I think the, the, and I, I hate saying this, but I feel like that move gets
2: screwed up way more often than it gets hit. Properly. If you're not Brian Danielson, even punk looks sloppy doing it. I think you tried yeah. one with MJF or Darby. It's yeah. not, if you're not RVD, if you can't do Rob Van Dam's O'Connor role, don't do it. Right. Um, agreed it just it never seems to it really doesn't come off that well
3: the more i see it and that maybe marred that but like the whole match i was just like okay get marina out of there because a her pants are falling down it's pretty obvious uh and b she just like you met I, i think you said this earlier too like that first move she took in the, the Rana
2: from Storm, yeah. yeah, it just looked like she just like fell
3: off of her, like she was trying to. Well, she didn't try to she just
1: like
2: sat out in the middle of it,
3: like yeah, she it needed to rotate. She's like, Oh, I'm
2: done with this move. And it's what, what do we think's is going on? Where she's getting this all this TV time, like, what's the deal? I'll answer that question because I do think it's a really good one. Sees, but I first of all, I have to thank Steven Larson. The friendos are here. Uh, I hope Steven Larson had a good uh broadcast. Those guys, heroes to us around here. The friendos are a hell of a community. Steve, in particular, has helped out Zoobs and I, plenty of corners. And so, uh, all the respect in the world to the friendos. Welcome. We're just walking through Dynamite, just arrived at the tag match between Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose, taking on Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. But I'll ask you right out the gate Enforcer Stevie B, thank you for the follow. Devmo 2003, thank you for the follow right out the gate. That's what I'm talking about with the friendos. It's just they've cultivated this thing. I really like these guys. Let me get the uh, recheck the pulse maybe from the friendo. See if they liked it any more than the brainiacs. On a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best, what did you rate tonight's episode of Dynamite on whole? Because we were low. I've been high on it for ages. It feels like tonight felt like the not an off week. I'm still thrilled to watch it, but uh, more cooled off. But you are right that like Thunder Rosa comes out of this undamaged to me. Like, I thought she was good at every moment that she came in. And I liked Nyla a lot on offense. In fact, I felt like they were kind of robbed because they did the sort of uh, stand and trade forearm spot in picture in picture. It's like I probably would have liked to have seen that uh, more than the grappling sequence that they seemed a little out of seat once with. Here we go. A couple scores coming in here. Hurricane VC 322 giving it a four. Dan Daniels the third with a five. John Two. Elite 45 for life with a six. Three. Oh yeah, play the music, Maddie. Good call.
1: Five. Six. Seven. Come on. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six seven come
2: on scores rolled in there four five six so maybe it's so spread but you know spiritually it feels still feels lower come on Says Maddie Max. Enforcer Stevie B with a first time chatter saying it was a cool down week after Blood and Guts of Forbidden Door. Yeah, and we did talk about that in the opening. I suspect next week will be the same. AW loves to do these six week cycles up to their pay per views. And then I think at two weeks they have Fighter Fest. So you get tag matches uh, leading. I think we've gone through some of them tonight, but I totally agree. And it was still worth watching, like relative to most of the wrestling I watch. You know, I'm an easy please. I loved the main event tonight as we'll get to the Mox and Brody promos earlier. I liked a bunch of the show. I just thought some of the the wrestling wasn't necessarily landing with me as much as I was hoping it to. Baseball yeah. saying that uh, he thought that Tony was the better performer than Rosa in this match. I could agree. Like Tony on offense looked good. The hip attacks looked especially brutal. I totally agree with that. Um I I don't know. I just It's one of these things where it's like, you'd be willing to, they just never hooked me. It like felt from go that it was sort of communicative. I saw somebody in the chat brought up the don't apologize moment. It wasn't clear to me how that read to me, at least, was that uh, Rosa must uh, potatoed her and some, maybe that, I think it was a chopping sequence beforehand. I'll go back and rewatch tomorrow, but I think it was a chop sequence. So maybe the last one hit a little hard and she let out a sorry. And then yeah, uh, Marina shouted out, don't apologize on the fireback. So I don't know. It's like, It's kind of a weird thing to yell, but I don't mind that sort of like coming alive fire, I suppose. Uh, I just don't think that she can, you know, fully, uh, I don't know, pull it off. And then I had like a Wizard of Oz moment where it's like, oh, was I at home the whole time? Like when Nyla was on offense, I was like, oh yeah, Nyla Rose is good. Like I I like Nyla. Like I'm I'm in on Nyla Rose. We should be putting a bigger spotlight on her than, like she doesn't always cross my mind in those moments. It's like a Nyla... Athena feud would really get me going. and could just be on TV. It doesn't need the belts. Like I, I would like that. There you go. Uh, Roz Cody saying, I enjoy silly stuff though, but it takes lower scores because it's the end of scissor me daddy ass. Yeah, we are definitely mourning the loss of uh, that. Sad day. We head backstage to Jade Cargill and Stokely. Uh, she's frustrated because why on earth would you let Layla Gray into the baddies? We fought last week play the gray enters the frame and I thought Stokely Hathaway like did a really realistic wise guy thing here where he was like I took an opponent and turned that into an ally someone who was on offense now wants to defend us and like, you know what sort of finesse that takes takes a special person. Where where are you on this pairing slack? Are you still uh super hot on this? Yeah
3: yeah I'm I, I think it's 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 great. I think uh, it, they're taking their time. I think you know I I'm sure we've covered this before but you know it's sometimes the division is hurt by the fact that you get maybe two segments and one match per per week. Right. I think yeah. that's not the best, but how could it not be right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But you know, I, I, didn't see Chris or Athena, which is a bummer. Um, since that seems to be the feud we're having here and I don't really understand where we're going with this interim baddie. A lot of people shouting for sunny kiss to be an official baddie. I think that would be awesome.
2: Right, I like I that hope. call too. Yeah, I see good friend Jake calling for that in the chat. I, I like yeah. that. They should do that, but
3: um, it it does feel like there's some shenanigans. I just don't buy that Layla Gray is going to be like a a TV fixture for a while. I I could be wrong, but I, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it remains to be seen like what the pipeline from being a baddie can even be, right? It's like a a baddie is both an audience member that (laughs) sits there in a section and also her micro faction that will help her take pins in multi person matches, I suspect, but. Like on hole. It's uh, I wouldn't mind though. Sunny Cancer, somebody being in that role and like getting a bit of a push, like maybe Jade gets like a bit of Jamie hater, Britt Baker jealousy thing looking down. I don't know. Something, something. Uh, we get told that this Friday, the King of Cinnabon, Pacquiao, taking on Eddie Kingston. Wow, I will go out of my way to watch that match. I will be tuning into Rampage Live to catch that one. I can't wait. That's gonna be awesome. Do you do you when do you start giving him meaningful wins? Or is it because he's just on loan from DDT? Is he just yeah. only gonna be taking pins the whole time he's here? Because when I watch, when I watch this guy, and I'm I'm not deeply familiar, I don't know if Anfield Rhodes in the chat, but he sent me uh Tech vs Endo 2 from DDT Peter Pan. I think it's 2018. It's like a 50-minute match, and it did blow me away. And then I watched an uh, the rematch, I liked it. But I don't know how familiar beyond those two matches I even am with him. But he stands out to me on all these broadcasts in a major way. And he's the guy they don't mind uh, pinning. Any chance here? To win? No. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Uh, Who's the highest up on the roster guy you could buy Teixeira beating?
3: Man, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like you said, because he's an excursion, he's an easy guy to take a pin but look really strong in a a loss. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I could see him beating like Matt Seidel. I don't know. Like, uh, that's a good, you mock- know, someone yeah. like that.
2: I would be absolutely um, hyped for him versus Mike Seidel straight up. I would, think I did that. watch I'd for uh, Matt,
3: but yeah, I think a recent prestige match he did against Lee Moriarty that he, he pinned him people clean love that match. Was it really good? It was pretty good. The announcers yeah, were really good. annoying, but other than that, it was a pretty good match.
2: I hate when the announcers are really annoying. We are the we're only so- wrestling channel. that's allowed to have annoying people on it. That is how that's I feel right. about it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> never <man. laughs> i can't thank you enough for co-hosting tonight for the record of course you can follow him at torque penderloin on t- twitter t-o-r-q penderloin couldn't recommend it enough of course our channel at wrestling underscore brain at mr maddie pie for our producer in the back and at j0shc for me uh dan daniel's the third positing matt menard he could pin matt menard oh, you know you know was a good take i saw on twitter today you they saw would, a good one i saw one good one wow. and it wasn't yours uh i thought this was great they said that they would love the dax harwood singles journey to continue and lead him to daddy magic and have like a serious 80s style like dax playing like the sprayed every man baby face against like matt menards the promo style he was doing in that uh road to dynamite video like serious up but still like 80s growling but i miss my kids first steps you know what that means Like that, that guy I'm very interested in. I do think Dax and him could have a very old school, meaningful match together. Shout out, uh, exploder tease and the great Dax Harwood. Of course
3: it's, it's right there. If one of, you know, God forbid cash gets hurt again or something, they can, they can pull that out. I mean, I don't want, I do not want that to happen obviously, but if it does.
2: And the guy Matt or uh, rather Dax can beat. Yeah. We get a promo backstage by daniel garcia of course he's challenging wheeler Yuta at death before dishonor on july 23rd uh for the pure rules title i'm not the biggest fan of the pure rules title but i appreciate trying to keep the rules of honor alive in some sort of spiritual way um this matchup should rule though right slack that's an easy sell oh yeah um i also
3: wanted to see if i could go back and catch whenever it's released garcia versus Takeshita at pwg apparently that was great uh this weekend I think. I
2: wonder if anyone in the Discord can help you out with that. Yeah. Although PWG is uh, basically impossible, I suppose. That's what I that's what I hear. It's gonna be like a uh, six months till anyone can watch it. But
3: uh regardless, yeah Dan Garcia. Uh, it's like a freaking
2: gorillas running that company.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um no it'll be it, yeah I'm with you on the pure rules thing. I don't I don't quite think it's that cool uh or interesting. I mean <laughs> maybe it's because I had to watch that uh Woods dude, Josh Woods, who yeah, I mean yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he's got his skills, but I just wasn't into that that yeah. that match at all at the last uh Ring of Honor pay-per-view. So um yeah, who knows? These two are pretty cool. So hopefully it's good.
2: I I just wish some matches for the pure rules didn't take advantage of all the rope breaks. It's like I have a, it's like a two out of three falls match for it. Like my latent wrestling brain is knows. It's like, well, no one's grabbed the ropes yet. So we're not near the end. There's yeah. going to be a limited can't grab the ropes moment. And so it's, uh, ruined by watching too much of it. Mm-hmm. That said, good golly. Does death before dishonor start to look juicier and juicier as this leads right into an FTR promo. No match has ever taken more out of them than them versus the briscoes. And I believe them. Uh, they want the rematch of the decade, Dax calls it. They want Briscoe's FTR2 for all the titles at Death Before Dishonor. Um, yes, yeah, you were about to ask me if I want to watch that. The answer is yes. What about you?
3: I mean, they you mentioned they sold this pay per view for a lot of the show and they sold it like well because. I was probably going to watch it anyway. To be fair, but like now I'm like, all right, this looks like it's going to be pretty badass. Because if I, I'm 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 actually excited to see what the undercard is too. Because they typically throw a couple decent bangers on there, but uh, it's it's looking good at the top. I mean,
2: well, yeah. What's uh, let's let's try to run it. You got Joe and Lethal at the top, which yeah. I think will be a good match. FTR Briscoes, yeah, Garcia Wheeler. There'll be a Willow Nightingale defense, right? Uh, it's Mercedes Martinez. Oh, believe. right, Mercedes took it, so they will she'll a Mercedes- be on there. Yeah, you'll get a Mercedes Martinez match, and I assume Gresham
3: will but will defend his title against one of maybe yeah. Brian
2: Cage. I don't know who they're going with out of Tully's stable. Wow, Gresham versus Cage would do a lot for me. Actually, I would that's, love to see that. That's my that pick. would be that would be the uh, the diet Cesaro Zach Saber Jr. I feel like.
3: Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see because that that's one really small muscular guy against one really big muscular guy. Yeah.
2: Works for me. Uh, Bobby burrito saying it's probably mercedes versus serena deeb and he's right uh that does a ton for me that's uh so yeah i I actually think i'll say it here on air Uh, i think matt and i will debut our new stream called ground floor zeros the morning of death before dishonor we'll do a full preview show for it have some guests on maybe you want to come back on slack let us know how you're feeling about the pay-per-view but that saturday morning before death before dishonor or i suppose afternoon if you're in the east matt and i will be previewing the show um Matt, how, how do you
0: feel about that? Are you are you fired up for Death Before Dishonor and our preview show? Am I fired up for the late night slash early morning slash afternoon show talking about wrestling and everything else that has to do with fighting? Yes, Josh. Yes, I am. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Me too,
2: brother. July 23rd, the day of Death Before Dishonor. Come tune back in. Check out Matt and I. We'll be previewing the show, doing some giveaways. We'll be having... Uh, Uh, Yeah, some general fun. You like to have fun. Slack, you're a guy like doesn't mind having some fun. Love to have fun. What a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Having fun rocks. (laughs) You can't beat it. Speaking of beating, Brody King is out. Uh, He gets his full entrance. It's very much like Malachi's where they stress the silhouette. But good golly, the man is such a Goliath that... I, I thought this... Obviously, he's big. But I thought this entrance made it, him look like it's like oh he is among the hosses of AEW. I I'm not saying this for sure. I have a sense he might dwarf Wardlow. Like if you put them beside each other, I have a sense Brody King might be considerably bigger. He he looked massive to me here. Yeah, I guess if he didn't just get that title match
3: against Mox, you could see him going toe to toe with uh, with Wardlow. But um, he's huge. He's I, I want to see more singles matches of his too because like when he gets his uh, his easy wins, that that finisher, the gonzo bomb, is oh the my best. Lord. It's so cool.
2: Yeah. It rocks. I, I love seeing that gonzo bomb. You're damn right about that. Uh unfortunately, he's out here, I guess a man who's yeah. very familiar with pile drivers. And not only that, I wish commentary would have uh, brought this up because to me, Mox is synonymous with slaying giants. Like his early pandemic title reign is Lance Archer, Jake Hager, Brian Cage. Uh, I don't think he crosses with Luchasaurus, but it's he's against hosses and fantastic at it. I thought that continued here in the main event. He did let Brody King get a ton of offense in on him and sold for him like hell. How did you think Brody King came across, not only just in this match, but include that, but just in a main event of Dynamite? You know, this is, this is a big spot. He won a battle royale, got a shot at the title, and is now here on the big stage. Do you think he fits this spot?
3: Yeah, he did. He did well. A transitional house battle for a new champion is always a pretty tried and true staple of. I mean, at least AEW. I think it's been a staple before that. Sure, uh, it makes it makes sense. He's, you know, the number two of the House of Black. So you're not, you know, you're not expecting him to win, but he also doesn't come off looking like a chump in a loss. I think it works well, you know. And and Mox gets a nice little notch on his belt. He beat a tough, a tough customer. You know, he beat him try choking him out. So it works for everybody.
2: It is so cool that he chokes out the giants. I don't know why yeah. it's so cool, but he's like, no, I'll never get this guy up for the death rider. I got to get my, I got to strangle him. I got to get my hands around his neck that he, he just has like a different way of approaching it. John Moxley is just another level of professional yeah. wrestler. They open this match by brawling on the outside, which is probably predictable. I do think that this is ultimately the road to John Moxley versus Malachi black, maybe at fighter fest, maybe even at all out, depending on how things go. I personally think that feud will be, well, I, don't, I mean, the feud will be good to great. Uh, I personally think John Moxley versus Malachi Black as a match will be must see and Ugh. extraordinary. Uh, that's a matchup that I just need to get my hands on before we get yeah. too far away from Ox and the House of Black. Are you with me there, Slack?
3: Oh, man. I mean,
2: bring me Malachi
3: singles run now or as soon as humanly possible. Yes, I'm 100% with you just remembering his 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 run in nxt uh god damn what a
2: what a treat that is an insane title run it is so quality his title run in nxt it's uh, a velveteen dream was of course exposed to be uh somebody that you probably don't want to go and rewatch that feud. But in the moment it was, they put on a classic feud in the middle of a great title run and his match. Of course, I think people remember the still of him and Adam Cole as he's doing the springboard moonsault and Cole hits the super kick. There's, he was just a, a force in that promotion. Him and Andrade's is yep. excellent. So yeah, oh, no, uh, yeah. no getting around that. No. Uh, fantastic main event. I don't know if it made Brody in the loss or anything, but he did get to look very strong. It took everything Mox had to take him out. And that was dynamite slack. What do you think? You standing by your uh, original five? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Again, like, like you said, it, it's a good way for me to spend two hours. It's, I look forward to it every week. It sure as hell beats working for the man. Am I right?
2: Jesus Christ. I mean, there is, Fuck. there is nothing worse than working. It is so soul sucking and I'm getting worse at it. Like my attachment oh, with like being able to like, nuance through those i'm pretty good in those situations generally and i feel it deteriorating and 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 the amount of anxiety and anger even and stress it gives me to just be like oh so many people less competent than me have so much say over how my life goes and it it drives me up the damn wall man yeah you said it brother and And i'm dumb You should, eat if you're in charge, you should easily be able to clear my ass. It should not be hard to be more confident than me. I'm putting <laughs> in the, like, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Putting in the Maximum. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, Albert Einstein. I'm I'm a simple man. I was born in a trailer on a farm. That's real. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. You always bring the, the incredible takes. You cracked me up a couple times. Uh, it is, it's just such a pleasure to have you on this channel. You're always such a great supporter of it. And uh, we just couldn't be more thankful to have you as uh, somebody in our pocket.
3: I, that sounds I mean in the
2: pocket, but I meant like no, 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 with no, us. No.
3: I'm honored, man. I, I, I really am. It's, it's awesome to even be considered to, uh, to do this. So uh, the pleasure is all on this side of the table, as they say. Nice thing um, to say. You know, and uh, what, a, what a treat. I love talking about the business with, with you guys. And even a, an average dynamite is better than no dynamite at all.
2: It's still the TV show I'm most looking forward to this week. I, although I'm pretty excited for the boys finale, I must say. Very <laughs> excited for the finale of the boys. There's no getting around that. But next week the boys will be over and Dynamo will still be here because wrestling right. never ends. Slack, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to plug to the people before you head out into the night? No, not
3: really, man. I just <laughs> uh I wish I had cooler stuff going on. It's just you know, work stinks and I'm uh, drowning in it, so it's nice to take a little break and I'm looking forward to the weekend and uh you know i said this earlier but hey maybe if uh that aew game does come out and i can do something fun on it that'd be great but i don't have anything to plug sorry <laughs>
2: in this situation i can absolutely speak for zoobs if you want to do something on this channel that's no problem that's cool. the opposite of a problem that's an open invite so wonderful uh, yeah no, we'd love to hear uh, it no getting around that so uh, that's the plug for the future uh maybe, there you go. uh max playing uh, video games here on wrestling brain we'll we'll see it uh have a wonderful night slack thanks for doing this we'll catch you soon my brother josh matt thank you so much love and energy love and energy dude we'll talk to you so soon right on